This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. I'm Keith Caulfield, Senior Director of Billboard Charts. And I'm Katie Atkinson, Billboard's Deputy Editor Digital. Hi, Katie. How are you? Hey, Keith. Doing good. How about yourself? I'm all right. It's BBMA's week. It is. And uh, I think we're going to be talking about it. I think we are, too. And we're going to be talking about it here in Los Angeles, where it's taking place, as opposed to our normal Sin City stomping grounds. But, you know, that's cool. We're going to put it in our backyard. Which is so weird. When they announced the location of, of the awards this year, I'm like, oh, my God, we're in L.A. for the first time in years. And then someone had to remind me, no, no, it was in L.A. last year, too. Remember COVID? I'm like, oh, uh, my yeah. God, you're right. Just a few months so, ago. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, as always, the Billboard Pop Shop podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the latest pop news, fun chart stats and stories, New music and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. Today on the show, it's our annual Billboard Music Awards preview special, special, special. Mm -hmm. We'll be filling you in on all the stars announced to appear and perform at the show this Sunday, May 23rd, including Drake, Pink, and The Weeknd, among many more. And who better to join us on our preview special than BBMA host Nick Jonas. We caught up with Nick to talk all things BBMAs, so stick around for that a little bit later. But first, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast provider so you won't miss an episode. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit billboard.com slash podcasts. Alrighty, let's do the chart chat. First up on the Billboard Hot 100, Leave the Door Open by the Silk Sonic duo of Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack returns to number one for a second week as it rises two to one. The track also holds at number one on the radio songs chart, climbs three to two on the digital song sales chart, and is steady at number 10 on the streaming songs chart. Leave the Door Open first hit number one on the April 17th dated chart, and then stepped away for four weeks until returning to number one this week. Now, that four-week absence from number one is the longest for a song since Post Malone's Circles, waited four weeks between its second and third weeks at number one back in late 2019 and early 2020. Uh, Circles initially spent two weeks at number one uh, back on November 30th and December 7th, 2019. And then it stepped aside for the weekend's Heartless to have a week at number one. And then three weeks of Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. Of course. Tis the season. Uh, then Circles came back for a third and final week at number one on the January 11th, 2020 dated chart. Um, also, by the way, Leave the Door Open is the first song to return to number one 
since January, when 24K Golden's Mood, featuring Ian Dior, friends of the podcast, uh, jumped back to the top of the January 9th chart. Uh, Mood actually was such a steady performer. Uh, It's eight weeks at number one. We're over four different visits to number one in late 2020 and early 2021. Wow. So, crazy. Uh, Meanwhile, friend of the podcast, Dua Lipa, hits uh, number two on the Hot 100 as Levitating. Uh, uh, hits a new peak, rising four to two. Uh, the track featuring to Baby continues to climb thanks to a recent resurgence in popularity on TikTok, as well as a revival on radio airwaves. Levitating now ties Don't Start Now as Dua's highest charting song. Uh, Don't Start Now reached number two last March. Uh, last March meaning 2020, March of 2020. Correct. And, uh, I know, so, Which I, is when Future Nostalgia came out. That's so crazy. And both songs are from the Future Nostalgia album. Uh, Next up, also in the top 10 on the Hot 100, J. Cole's Interlude debuts at number 8, granting the hip-hop star his sixth top 10. The track was the first taste of his new album, The Off Season, which was released last Friday and is due to debut on next week's Billboard 200 chart. Uh, By the way... Uh, J. Cole has quite the track record on the Billboard 200 as all five of his previous studio albums have reached number one. But wait, there's more. Uh, but wait. Lastly, But wait, lastly, over on the Billboard 200 this week, it's actually a quiet top 10. Calm before the storm, I suppose, as we await J. Cole and uh, Nicki Minaj's proper commercial release of her uh, mixtape, the name of which I've now completely, it's escaped me. Um, as we'll get to that in a second once we remember it. <laughs> we'll come back to that. Uh, lastly, over on the Billboard 200 this week, it's a quiet top 10, The Calm Before the Storm, as Zero albums debut in the region for the first time in two months. Moneybag Yo's Against His Pain returns to number one this week, clocking its second week in the lead as the album climbs two to one in its third week on the chart, with 61,000 equivalent album units earned in the U.S., in the week ending May 13th, that's actually down 12%. And notably, that's actually the second lowest total for a number one album in 2021. Uh, only Taylor Swift's Evermore has posted a smaller week at number one this year when it returned to the top of the chart for a third non-consecutive week on the chart dated January 16th with 56,000 units. And that was in the week ending January 7th. Of course, that's the big post-Christmas come down. So naturally, you're going to have kind of a small number of units. Katie is going to tell me the name of the of the Nicki Minaj mixtape that I completely forgot the name of for a moment. I am going to tell you. It's uh, Beat Me Up Scotty. Of course. Star, Star Trek reference and everything. And now it's time for our Billboard Music Awards preview. The BVMAs will broadcast live from the Microsoft Theater in Los Angeles on Sunday, May 23rd at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on NBC. Awards in 51 categories will be presented. Probably not all on the broadcast, but they'll be presented. Most likely, (laughs) no. Some will be just presented via a press release. Indeed. Um, Plus... Pink will perform and receive the Distinguished Icon Award. Drake will accept the Artist of the Decade Award, honoring him as the top artist of the 2010s. And rapper-activist Trey the Truth will receive the second annual Billboard Changemaker Award, which honors the artist or group that speaks truth to power through their music, celebrity, and community, the award that Killer Mike received the first time last year. So announced so far as performers on the show is Pink, as Keith mentioned. And then we also have The Weeknd, who is our top finalist at the show. 
BTS performing their new song, Butter. Duran Duran performing their new single as well, DJ Khaled featuring her and Migos, 21 Pilots, AJR, Glass Animals, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis with Sounds of Blackness featuring Ann Nesby performing from Prince's Paisley Park. My God. (laughs) Alicia Keys marking 20 years since the release of her debut album, Songs in A A Minor, minor, which uh, she'll be performing a medley from that album. Bad Bunny is also uh, our most recent announced performer, as well as Carol G. They're performing separately, but both representing Latin music at the show. And there will be even more performers announced in the coming days. And of course, uh, Billboard Music Awards finalists and winners. And this is where I like Billboard Music Awards finalists and winners are based <laughs> on key interactions. <laughs> this is the fine print that rushes past you at the end of the show. Indeed. Billboard Music Awards finalists and winners are based on key fan interactions with music, including audio and video streaming, album and digital song sales, radio airplay, and social engagement, tracked by Billboard and its data partners, including MRC Data and Next Big Sound. And this year's awards are based on the chart period of March 21st, 2020 through April 3rd, 2021. Two categories have their finalists determined by the methodology I just described, but their winners are determined by a fan vote. And those categories this year are top social artist and top collaboration. So if you haven't voted, go vote right now. So let's take a look at four of the top awards of the night and who is a finalist in each category. All right, so the big prize of the night, top artist, and the finalists are Drake, Juice World, Pop Smoke, Taylor Swift, and The Weeknd. Taylor Swift uh, representing for all the ladies there in that Indeed. category. And two late uh, finalists as yeah. well, uh, which yeah. is, is sad, but, um, you know, a very good tribute to, to their musical legacies, to say the least. Absolutely. For top new artist, the finalists are Gabby Barrett. Doja Cat, Jack Harlow, Pop Smoke, and Rod Wave. Uh, moving on to top Billboard 200 album. A category near and dear to Keith's heart. I happen to manage this chart, indeed. <laughs> um, Juice World, Legends Never Die. Little Baby, My Turn. Pop Smoke, Shoot for the Stars, Aim for the Moon. Taylor Swift, Folklore. And The Weeknd, with After Hours, and those artists in that category almost mirror exactly the finalists in the top artist category. The only difference is that Drake is up for top artist, and in here in this category, we have Little Baby's My Turn instead of a Drake project. So, um, uh, yeah, it's interesting. Again, we have uh, another category um, reflective of the legacies of two artists that we lost, Pop and Juice World. For Top Hot 100 song, we have 24K Golden featuring Ian Dior with Mood, as we mentioned earlier. Uh, we have Gabby Barrett featuring Charlie Puth with I Hope. Chris Brown and Young Thug with Go Crazy. Baby featuring Roddy Rich with Rockstar. And you can't stop this song, The Weeknd, Blinding Lights. Have you heard of it? <laughs> Maybe. So who will win on Sunday? Well, you'll have to tune in to NBC on Sunday night, May 23rd at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific to find out. And so will we. So we'll be right there with you. And now it's time for our interview with Billboard Music Awards host Nick Jonas. The musician and actor is hosting the show for the very first time, and we caught up with him to talk about how he's preparing, what surprises he might have in store, 
which performers he's most looking forward to seeing, and why winning a BBMA is special for an artist. I liked you'll his hear answer. Him talk about. I was going to say, you'll hear him talk about, you know how every kid reads Billboard magazine. Well, at least I did. So it's uh, adorable to imagine a, a tiny Nick Jonas reading a large Billboard magazine. Uh, plus, news broke over the weekend that Nick actually suffered a cracked rib during a bike accident on the set of a show he's filming, and he let us know in the interview that he is recovering nicely after the injury. So that's great news because he has a big week out of him. So here is our interview with Nick Jonas. Well, hello to Nick Jonas and welcome back to the Billboard Pop Shop podcast. Thank you. Happy to be back. Uh, you know, you've hosted TV shows before and you've been in front of the camera plenty of times, but what makes hosting the Billboard Music Awards a little different? I think that the Billboard Music Awards are such a, an amazing celebration of this last year in music. Uh, you know, it, it's a, an incredible thing to, to get to take the time out, and especially this past year and a half, to, uh, to just celebrate great music and, and wonderful artists and, and honor, you know, legacy artists in the way that the Billboards do. And I've been so, so many times as a presenter, as a, as a nominee, but to be asked to host is, is just uh, another layer. And I feel uh, really honored and excited to get out there and, and do it. Um, you know, as you said, you've been a nominee before and a winner along with your brothers. Why, why do you think that a Billboard Music Award is especially important to an artist winning one of those awards? I think the Billboard uh, Awards are special to an artist because it, it sort of, uh, you know, encapsulates your chart achievement, honestly, and, and it's always a, an artist's dream, I think, to to be on the Hot 100 or uh, the Billboard 200. You know, the, these are, are things that you you dream about as a kid and you, you grow up, I did at least, uh, reading Billboard magazine and loving seeing kind of, you know, the, the different artists that would make it an impact. And to have something to commemorate that um, is, is really incredible. And, I, and I, I've always loved it and loved the energy at the show. And, and I think this is going to be one of the most special ones, all things considered, this year. And what advice has your uh, fellow voice coach and three-time BBMA host Kelly Clarkson given you, if any? Kelly's uh, great. You know, she she's done an amazing job hosting the show uh, the three times that she did, and um, we actually haven't spoken about it yet. But I, I imagine I'll speak to about it, uh, speak to her about it today, um, and and get some advice. Uh, and I think she she will give me uh, the tools the to you know, teed up for success. You need to get a text thread started with her so you can ask questions while you're preparing. <laughs> exactly. We have one with the coaches, but I, I don't think Blake and John would want to hear too much about our, our BBMA hosting uh, secrets. <laughs> um, speaking of Kelly, she's famously performed some big like mega medleys on the BBMAs. Do you think that we will see you do any sort of musical moments during the show? Uh, I, I think that, um, you know, there is something that I have up my sleeve, which I don't want to give too much away, but may include, you know, two guys uh, that I happen to be related to. Um, so uh, I'll just leave it at that and I'll try to keep the surprise intact. Um, do you have a favorite BBMA memory from your past experiences? Like the, the first thing that came to my mind when I was looking back at your um, history with the show was when Joe got married and Diplo live streamed the ceremony after the show. <laughs> Anything, any mem big memories like that? Yeah, well, that year in particular um, was our, you know, I think my favorite memory was the performance we did starting with Jealous into Cake by the Ocean and then finishing with Sucker on the main stage. 
um, you know, it was it was such a, a sort of landmark moment in the beginning of our reunion together and um, our really our, our first big performance uh, on an award show stage. And um, and then obviously the the shenanigans that happened afterwards were, were was pretty nuts uh, and a lot of fun. Um, so, yeah, that, that would have to go down as my favorite year, but we're, we'll see if we can top that this year. Um, the most important question, how many costume changes are you planning? I'm not really sure yet. I got to figure that piece of the puzzle out. Um, you know, I, I, I want to bring the A game on the fits, you know, so I got to make sure I, uh, I dig, dig in and, and get that going. Um, are there any performances that you're particularly looking forward to? Uh, B BTS, of course, always love watching them do their thing. Uh, the weekend. Um, so many. I mean, Bad Bunny's incredible. I know he's going to kill it. Are you going to try to sneak into some rehearsals so you can get a, a sneak peek before we do? Yeah, well, I think as the host, you know, I, I get automatic uh, approval and right to, to sneak into whatever rehearsals I want <laughs> just to, to make sure it's all going smooth. Um, of course. So I'll, uh, I'll probably do a little bit of that. And um, how are you preparing for this? I mean, obviously you have less than a week here, but like, you know, how are you mentally, physically preparing? I, obviously you said on The Voice this week that you're doing okay, but you had an injury. So how, how do you get prepared for such a, a big, big night? Well, I think, you know, in, in this case with this show, it's just about going with the flow. And it's a very different show than uh, it usually is out in Vegas and the whole ordeal. So uh, I've been working closely with the team uh, on the show who I've known for a long time. To, to make sure we bring something really unique and, and, and special to this year uh, that'll stand out. And uh, you know, using some of the limitations as an opportunity to, to bring something you know, really special to the fans at home. Um, so that's been the main prep. And then, yeah, just kind of making sure physically I'm all good, which I, I'm feeling great at the moment and kind of recovering nicely. So all, all will be good. Awesome. Well, Nick, thank you so much for your time and we'll see you on Sunday. Sounds good. See you then. All right, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much to Nick for taking the time during this busy week to talk to us. Um, Keith and I remember quite well where we were when the news of Joe's wedding after the 2019 BBMAs broke. Uh, we were definitely knee deep in some spaghetti and meatballs at Wolfgang Puck at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas. And then we had to switch into work mode real quick. <laughs> where did they, where did Joe get, was it inside the MGM? No, it was like, no, they went to like a Vegas chapel. Okay, an yeah. Elvis impersonator married them or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, it was it was total Vegas moment. Total Vegas moment. And the, the real reason we all even know about this, because typically things of this nature are under lock and key, uh, Ariana Grande's marriage to Dalton Gomez is a good example. We haven't uh, even covered that news yet. Yeah, yeah. by the way, Ariana did. Grande's married. Um, yeah. But yeah, like that kind of news is usually under lock and key. But Diplo... Was he went live on Instagram from Joe and Sophie's wedding? So he was the official wedding photographer and videographer, <laughs> and and Joe didn't even know it. <laughs> um, uh, fun stuff. Oh dear. <laughs> um. Well, uh, now it's time for the chart stat of the week. There's a fire starting in my heart, reaching a fever pitch, and it's bringing me out the. Ten years ago, Adele. Got her first number one on the Hot 100 with Rolling in the Deep. The track climbed 2 to 1 on the chart dated May 21st, 2011, 
and spent seven weeks atop the list, and just 65 weeks on the chart in total. (laughs) The track would later finish 2011 as the top Hot 100 song of the year, and of course go on to win three Grammy Awards, including Song of the Year and Record of the Year. Rolling in the Deep was the first single from Adele's Mammoth 21 album, which spent 24 weeks at number one on the Billboard 200. Adele would later hit number one on the Hot 100 with two more singles from the 21 album, Someone Like You, and Set Fire to the Rain. Adele returned in 2015 with her third album, titled 25, and another Hot 100 number one, Hello, which spent 10 weeks at number one. Meanwhile, another hot, another number one news, mm-hmm. the 25 album spent 10 weeks atop the Billboard 200. And now we wait for the next Adele album. We do. By all accounts, and it's it's done and just hanging out and just waiting to be released. Just waiting to top the charts. <laughs> uh, but 10 years ago, Adele was at the top of the Hot 100 with Rolling in the Deep. Alright. Um, Katie, before we go... Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite memory of of covering the BBMAs, of, of seeing a performance at the BBMAs? I have a few, like, things that jump out at me. Like, I, I remember, I mean, the, fir- the first year when we came back after a hiatus in 2011, being able to see the final, most of the final dress rehearsal, and I mentioned this before, seeing Brittany and Rihanna do um, S&M for the first and only time together. Um the Beyonce performance that year for Girls Around the World was just insane, and I think it holds up today, and it's just incredible. Um, and of course, personal highlight for me is getting to interview Madonna backstage at the 2019 BBMAs. Um, you know, those are just some, I mean, but also just getting to hang out with you a little bit at Wolfgang Puck's. No, uh, we always have. I, I was just going to say, I feel like a lot of my memories are more like the fun with the coworkers and food and all that sort of thing. But I think the one that the sticks heat on out the red to carpet, me, it's always 100 degrees. <laughs> the thing that sticks out to me, though, is the the very first one that I ever covered, which I think was my actually my second year at Billboard. Um, it was the first time I was invited to go to Vegas to to cover and I did the press room. The press room was, like, way different that very first year for me um, in that, like, all the big names really came back there. And it's kind of changed into more of a winner's walk situation backstage and less of, a, like, a general press room. So, like, Celine Dion and uh, David Lee Roth, because I think they were doing a Van Halen, like, reunion performance that year. Oh, yeah, I talked year. to David Lee Roth on that winner's walk. Yeah. Yeah, Ooh. and all those guys came back, and so it was just surreal to see people at that level of fame talking to this, like, little, you know, dinky press room. <laughs> I was like, why are you here? But, like, it was because they were pros, and they were doing, you know, their due diligence with press. So, yeah, it was awesome. And and I it, I don't know, it's a great backstage. I love being there, and I was kind of sad revisiting that Jonas Brothers performance that we're not going to be there like normal yeah you know we're not going to be there yeah i mean it's yeah. obviously it's great that we can do these live events again but we're not quite at the at the point where we need every human being to be gathering there so like we'll let nick and the performers and the finalists and everybody you know be on site without the crush of of press and everything there and we'll be back to you next year we promise well we have reached the end of our big shoe any final 
parting words. Any finalist parting words, Ah. Katie? I actually thought you were going to do a different chart stat this week because of your Instagram stories. Um, You had mentioned... you had done a uh, Instagram story about Betty Davis eyes, Kim Carnes. And I was like, oh, he's going to do a, a chart stat on this. I'm so excited. <laughs> you know, I thought about doing that because Betty Davis eyes hit number one on the Hot 100 40 years ago this week mm-hmm. in 1981. But I also felt that I've probably, one, covered that before, and two, <laughs> kind of felt like doing something more recent because I us- I often pull a lot of chart stats from the 1980s and... Um, I'm sure a lot of our listeners probably didn't exist in the 1980s. That's fair. I didn't exist when the song was released, but it's one of my favorites. So I've, I've totally brought it up for the shameless reason that I would like to go out on that song. It's a banger and we should. Indeed. Well, I mean, I, I, maybe banger is too much. It's a, <laughs> it's, it's a classic. Track. It's my go-to karaoke song is what I, I told you. That's, that's my karaoke go-to. Can you do the raspy sort of Kim Carnes voice? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Especially, is, especially a few beers in. <laughs> Is a is a Bonnie Tyler's Total Eclipse of the Heart in your wheelhouse as well? Um, that gets high. That that's a little harder to sing, you know, when when she starts like belting real high. Right. Um, right. You gotcha. know, yeah. It's I try to choose songs that I know I'm going to be able to like do justice, which is why I've had multiple friends try to get me to do heart songs, and I'm like, get out of here. I'm not trying to hit sure, Wilson's sister song or uh, notes. Uh, maybe in maybe you should do Bonnie Tyler's It's a Heartache. It's a good one. Do I know that one? I probably you can look do. it up later, okay. but I think we should probably end the show here with Kim Carnes. I need Betty a Davis hero. Eyes. Maybe I need a hero. I can do oh, that. If you don't want to do high notes, why are you going to choose that one? <laughs> I can Hold do the whole footloose. I'll do the whole footloose soundtrack front to back. <laughs> dancing, dancing in the sheets. There we go. Uh, all right. Kim Carnes, Betty Davis eyes. Make sure to watch the BBMAs. See you guys next week. Bye. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.